I'm Jacob. And I'm Jeremy. And I think today's show is... Happy birthday! Solomon Hutch. Block Talk Radio. Welcome to the Solomon Hutch Show right here on Block Talk Radio and the road less traveled. Go. No, go. <laughs> and here we go. Three, two. You'll just hear us fighting. Fight. Three on fight. One, two, fight. One, two, fight. Three on three. That's right. So, um, meanwhile, through magic, this is Solomon Hutch. Through magic. From and, and the past. Fentress. From actually from the past. This is a pre-recorded and show. Espinoza. It's pre-recorded. That's right. Straight up, it is because when this airs, it will be tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, it'll Shush. be it'll be my birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! So the four of us will either be playing lots of video games or sleeping off, having played lots of video games yes. all night. That's a, so, that's a pre-recorded show. A combination of the two. Yes, and we have got some friends. That you guys know. You guys know that. Yeah, I don't know if they know me. I've never been on the show before. We have Mr. Isaiah Espinoza, who has been on the show before. And Mr. Sinone Frenchis, who has also been on the show. Our good friends. And my dad. You're here too, man. I'm just pushing buttons, man. That's all I'm doing. Just pushing buttons. The button master. How you doing, man? Just pushing pushing buttons. Pushing buttons. Just here to push buttons. So, uh... One of the things that we did this week, and one of the things that uh, I asked you, Jacob, if you would think about, is I uh, ask you guys to go see American Sniper. Yes, and yes. Well, because that was my somewhat birthday present. I got kind to of. see American Sniper for go. free. That's yeah. right. <laughs> paid you for went, you and everything. Paid for you. Did you? My big thing was, did he buy you popcorn? No one asked for a popcorn. Come on, man. I gave you what? enough money. I said <laughs> I said money. I would pay for you. I Jacob said, really? walked in yes. and sat down. I walked in and stayed. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I bought some stuff. And you he bought what? me an orange crush. I, bought, I, I said I would thoroughly. pay for everything. He did. I said, here's a bunch. I gave him like 40. And I have that. gave him like 40 bucks. And I was like, Ooh. I was like, get him stuff, get stuff to eat, whatever. No worries. Dang. I haven't seen any of that money. I haven't seen any of that money. Ten bucks, over ten bucks gone. Paid too much attention to the movie to eat anyway. Okay, and one of the reasons we've done that, because Jacob, you and me and your mom, we went as a family to see American Sniper. Saw it. Saw the Walners there. That's true. They were sitting right in front of us. They were sitting right in front of us. Abby, Amy, your mom. And the the theater was packed then, too. Yes, it was very... Abby and Amy were there that night. <laughs> yeah, it was very, uh, it, it was very full. We saw it, and I mentioned to you it would be interesting to do a show on 17, 18 year olds. So, known how old are you? Eighteen. Jeremy, you're you're getting ready 18 to turn tomorrow. eighteen. When, Isaiah. When people listen to this. Yes, you are eighteen for all intents. <laughs> yes, for all intents and purposes. I mean, Isaiah, how old are you? Seventeen. Seventeen. Jacob's eighteen. Eighteen years old. Uh, to to hear and Congrats, to listen to what you guys thought of, because you have spent the majority of your lives, about fifteen of it, yes, in war or or terror since the towers fell. Yes, right. yeah, that's that is that is what we know. That's and what by no means is this the first movie to come along that has to do with the Iraq War. Oh yeah, nope. I mean you had the Hurt Locker. You had I mean you've just had a number of of war movies that. But this one raised uh, a bunch of hackles, not only from uh, the liberal side of the spectrum, but the conservative side of the spectrum. My, everybody's tweeting about it. Big Michael Moore came out. 
uh, the, big the big man, the all-knowing, <laughs> the man himself, the all-knowing Seth Rogen uh, spoke up <laughs> yeah. uh, about it. Gary Sinise shot back. Me. Dean Cain shot back. Prophet Bill Maher. Justin Ventura finally yep. talked about he it. Did. Yeah. Dean Howard. There's somebody's, and I don't know if it's Jeremy's or not, but we want to make sure that we keep the mics away if from you the that table. Sound, it's I'm moving my Dean Howard came out about it. Uh, uh, Dean Howard. Howard Dean came out. Of, <laughs> Dean, comma Howard. Howard. Howard Dean came out about. It. I mean, a lot of people are. are uh, while this went on, uh, I'm not sure, but I think America, both American Sniper and Bradley Cooper were both nominated for Academy Awards. I'm not yes. sure about. Pretty sure. American Sniper, but I know Bradley Cooper received his yeah, Academy Sniper Award. Was, yeah, uh, yes. That's why yeah. I knew Abby was being there because her family wants they to watch all to the watch, Academy Award uh, watch nominated them, movies cool. before the uh, Academy cool. Awards happen. They have, they have, they yes. have time. <laughs> and so I thought, you know what? Go see it and see what you thought. So I don't know, uh, Salo and Hutch, I don't know how you want to start talking about American Sniper, I guess I would just ask you guys this on a very basic... Just start from the basic, go to basic the Basic level, because right. Jeremy's, Band a, name, Jeremy's a hater of, of, of many movies. Things. I, Jeremy's reaction to this surprised me. Well, <laughs> I am I surprised. I don't want your reaction... No, yes, it did surprise me. I don't yes, want your true. reaction to the uh, subject matter. Right. I just, just the want movie you to, itself. Movie the movie itself. itself. What did you think of the movie? crazy great directing it was i thought it was that was my biggest directed. thing about the movie itself was that i think the directing was pretty dang nice what do you Fl- mean by clint that? What, did a good job what do you look clint at said the name clint without putting eastwood after what do you look at then to determine then whether it was directed well you can feel <laughs> is it more of a feeling in your heart that's i don't know maybe that's the plight of the director is that yeah. the, they're you know they do a lot of feeling stuff i look at i think directing you is, think what you think i and am you say it first <laughs> <laughs> i think directing is like finding the best angle or the best best spot for video uh, of course recording it to make it feel like as real as possible so, so you're talking about cinematography yeah and okay like directing and just conducting the director is the conductor of mm-hmm. the set and i think they do a really good job of that i look at the interpretation of the story I think what what elements did you include to to advance to advance, to advance your story. view of this to advance what your message was? Okay. And last but not least, Isaiah, what do you think? Um, I for me, directing is what I look for as far as directing goes is the chain of events and how they string them together. It was the order of the move like very early on in the movie. They started where he's about to take a shot, and then it. As you hear the gun goes off, it goes right, right back. back. It goes. A... It goes to his childhood to a flashback, and it's stuff like that. Something just how they chain the story together is how I see directing, and it was very mm. good for this movie. Well, mm. real quick, should we say spoiler alerts? I was just getting ready to yeah. say for anybody yeah. who's listening who exactly maybe hasn't, no, wasn't, no, not that, but yeah. who hasn't seen American Sniper and, and would Spo- like to do spoiler. Although, it's kind of hard to do a spoiler. You can because do spoiler alerts it, in we, the movies, but it's a spoiler speaking, alert. We know how it ends. Yeah, right. everyone does. Right. Yes, but uh, right. Know, we're going to be talking about the movie at length. So if you don't want any details, yeah, that's, about the that's right. Events, and again, you're listening to Solomon Hutch. Then watch it and then listen later to still give us the <laughs> listen. Yeah, you're listening to Solomon <laughs> Hutch on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you can find Solomon Hutch at S A L O A N D H U T C H. 
Facebook.com on their website, Solomon Hutch on there. both Facebook and Twitter. So, uh, American Sniper, generally like the movie. Uh, as much go, as you go can. in a circle. Go in a circle. Let's do best on, out of 10. Out of, out of 10. No, don't do that yet. Okay. Not out of 10. Okay. That, <laughs> that was, that was really a dumb like idea. Here's, here's the thing I'm going to do. At the end, I'm going to ask you. They used to do this on, uh, on KRDO. Uh, Reggie McDaniel, he passed away. He was a great uh, movie critic of mm. KRDO. And he would always come on. Mike Rosen. <laughs> he was a legend He would come here. on Mike Rosen. And he would always, they would always give a 1 to 5. But you would have to assign yeah, yeah. it something that had to do with, with the, the movie. movies. So, you know, like Mary Poppins, you could say, you know what, I loved it. I'm going to give it four penguins, you know, because of the little penguin. Something that isn't, you know, don't be like, I like five sniper rifles. That's kind of dumb because that's (laughs) obvious. So you find some sort of thing that goes along with the movie but is I obscure. I, hopefully ours aren't the same. Mine's okay. mine, I'm okay. afraid of mine. So we're gonna, we're, you're going to assign it. So generally, you like the movie. Obviously, tough subject matter. Uh, well worth its R rating. Definitely. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, that, was, um, that was quite obvious from the beginning. I, I'm curious about... This, this, it was maybe a little bit different from, for you guys going in. Normally, you go in and see a new Marvel movie or you see something like that. You have a concept of this is what I, this is what I can expect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I'll see how true they are to the story. Did any of you read American Sniper, the book? I did nope. not read it. No, no. but now no. I want to. None of, okay. us, none of us have yeah. read it. But I, you I knew- asked my dad. Yeah, he, he's yeah, got he, a weird thing yeah. where he reads a book lately, and then mm-hmm. they make it into a movie. And he read American Sniper, Unbroken, and one other book that I was forgot the name of. I did not read American Sniper. Unbroken was a fantastic book, um, from what I hear, much better than the movie. Yeah, but my dad, anyway. that was the first time he ever was like, man, the book was way better. And I was like, now you know my pain. <laughs> At Unbroken? Yeah, Unbroken. Yeah. But... Uh, but you had you knew that Jesse Ventura was connected to it some way. I don't know mm-hmm. if you knew that or not because of the one point eight million dollar lawsuit. Yeah, I told, in the movie I told him about it last year. Well, did you know well, last, last year, last night? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Did you go in with the knowledge, knowing that Chris Kyle had been killed? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It, so you you knew that J- Isaiah. It, it was kind of funny because we were talking about it, and at one point, me and Sinone had two different stories, but in the end, we were both right and both wrong Yeah, at the same well, no, I think time. it was me and you. Or was it you or me? And, we, yeah, and... Oh, yeah. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't know exactly the details, and we were like, I think this happened, I think this happened, and Jeremy's like, freaking internet, Yes, this happened. <laughs> yes, I got the location, Jacob got the person. He was shot at a gun range. Yes. I got the gun um, range, and Jacob got the vet. By a vet. Uh, and actually, there was another individual killed at the gun range. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's either this week they're starting jury selection or something. The on, trial is still on going trial. on. Yeah. Oh, wow. On that trial. Oh, so he died like in, in 2013. Yeah. So you went in with some sort of background. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but generally, especially now with uh, a lot of movies, I try to avoid it as much as possible, <laughs> trailers or anything, just so I can go into the movie and just be completely immersed so I don't have to worry about, oh, I saw this in the trailer so or something like that. So what I'm wondering is, did you, what did you go in expecting, if, if anything? With, with the hype, <laughs> with the whatever, <laughs> did you go in with any sort of preconceived 
expectation. I don't know that those two words go together. I was going to say preconceived ideas. I think, if anything, I went in with a expectation of Bradley Cooper doing a good job. Like looking at an actor and saying, that was good. I I think that was the only expectation I had. You know, and and it's interesting you say that because... um, it's on, a good performance by we, Bradley Cooper. So we talked about American Sniper on Derek and George because he had seen it too the day after. And my comment about that was, I thought it was so good because there were times that I totally forgot it was Bradley Cooper. Uh-huh. Were you serious about that, Jeremy? What? Were you I didn't know that it was going to be Bradley Cooper, and I did not actually recognize Bradley Cooper at all. All we put on. When we came out of the movie and they were like, Bradley Cooper was really great. I'm like, who did he play? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when they told Good me Chris Kyle, I had, I no no what? my mind. It, so I he, seriously had no yeah. concept of was, that being Bradley um, Cooper. He had gone through that physical, job. Yeah, that physical transformation yeah. of because Chris Kyle was a big dude. Yeah, yeah, there was several actors that did that for me. Like you just. I thought they were real people. And, yeah. Um, like uh, the butcher's right hand man, the sniper guy. Mustafa. Yeah, Mustafa. 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 I forgot he was an actor. I was like, I don't like this man. Yeah. I know. I know that it really was um, really good. Anybody go in? What did you go in thinking? Did you did you go in packed with ideas or not? I'm gonna prove the I'm prove Michael more right. I'm gonna prove him wrong. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what this is all about. What did you have? I went in wanting to interpret it for myself because I heard have heard opinions mm-hmm. on both sides. Like mm-hmm. he's a great American hero, and then mm-hmm. some people saying rude things or not even that. Just saying like this is I'm, it glorifies like, war. Yeah. He's a he's just a crazy killer. Yeah. He, he, so I yeah. went in psychopath. To, exactly. Is what Bill Maher called yeah. him. Yeah. I just went in wanting trying to get my opinion of it. So mm-hmm. I ignored that. So rather than like having notions about the movie, I tried to ignore notions about what people said. Okay. Yeah. So I tried I to go open-minded. Yeah. I went in just with a very critical mind, because more so than most movies, even mm-hmm. because I knew that it was something that had sparked a lot of controversy. So and I was expecting that. I was expecting right. a, a particularly one-sided view on war. Right. You know. Right. And, and honestly. I'm not sure that I got it. Yeah, and and I think uh, I think obviously you have to go in as with any movie, even as good as job as Clint Eastwood did directing. You have to realize it's supposed it's it's based on a true story of a real person with a with Hollywood that takes poetic license. Yeah, right. Of it 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 wasn't a biography of Chris Kyle. Mm-hmm. It was an interpretation of his time. In in Iraq in his four tours, so I th- I, yeah, I think it used him as like a road to get across an idea, like because what I got from that movie was almost more it was more anti-war than anything. What I thought because mm-hmm. it showed all the hard things that soldiers had to go through, all the horrible things that happened over there. So they used uh, Chris Kyle like a vehicle to display this this message they want to get across. And Clint Eastwood had ma- he finally came out and made that comment because everybody was saying how much he glorified war, and Clint Eastwood came out and said, "If anything, it is an anti-war because of because of the people that are left, you know, yeah. it, it, because of what it does." That was the focus. It that's right. That it, it was the idea, at least for me, the idea that this is what it does to people, and this is what it does to families. Yeah. This is what mm-hmm. war is about. Jake, did you go in with any? I I went in obviously knowing about you know all the controversy around it, and usually you know people have said you know this is a great movie, 
And so I think I went in just kind of really, really looking forward to it, actually. You know, mm -hmm. looking forward to being able to see this this movie that has been so acclaimed. So I think, if anything, it was just excitement to be able to see it finally, you know. Isaiah, did you have any, any I, ideas going into it? I, I walked in there and I knew this was a movie that a majority of people around me uh, would really, really like and that the people who didn't really enjoy the movie, what kind of... I went in there knowing the controversy it sparked and I wanted to go in there and look at it from both sides of what it was for either this is deciding for myself whether this was a movie that should be praised as it has mostly been mm -hmm. or a movie that should be demonized. Okay. Did, in watching it, did it change? And like I said before at the beginning of the show, you guys have spent about 13, what, 13 of your 18 years, uh, 14 yeah. of your 18 years coming up we were right. since the towers when? fell. Yeah, first grade when towers fell for us, right? And it kind of immersed in five. this idea of terrorism and the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, the war on terror. Did the movie change any of your perspective on the war itself? It made me realize I could probably never do that kind of stuff. Why? I, mm. Because uh, when I first saw, I was like these. Uh, when I before I saw this movie, I thought these people are courageous. They're doing great things, protecting us. Mm -hmm. um, some things that they don't want to do, and I was like, "That's cool." I don't think I could do it, but I respect them. And now I know I could. <laughs> now it's not. And I'm curious. You. And I'm curious, because you know, that's an interesting uh, statement. Why don't you think you could do it? Because I seen the things Chris Kyle had to do, physical activity, leaving my family. Like, mm -hmm. I could probably train myself and get my body where it needs to be, but leaving my family and becoming like a <laughs> in shell. In your mind in that place? Yeah. It, it, the, um, I, I agree for the same reasons as Sonome. Like, the, the mental strain is something that I would not ever willingly take on mm -hmm. be, from the depiction in the movie because, yeah. like, the, the scene... Or I guess I, pretty much the scene, the montage sort of where Chris Kyle is training to be a seal, to be a seal, to be a seal. reminded me very, very much of 1984. Yeah, when mm. when O'Brien is uh, torturing Winston, the main character, mm -hmm. and says, um, "Winston, we're going to beat you down until you are nothing, and then fill you back up until with you, us." And fill you, yeah, yeah. And it reminded me entirely of that. You've so just I, described basic training. Basically, right. that's, I mean, that's, I what, that's what it, that it is. You know, the fact that it is, um, you know, mild to moderate brainwashing, is is pretty much like I would not want to go through that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, it wasn't. It didn't exactly. I don't know why I've had for a while. I don't know what it I was. I think you just said about fifteen words <laughs> without <laughs> making a sentence. Because I'm trying to figure out the <laughs> right. Oh, no, okay. Okay. Um, okay. It, I have a hard time talking about this movie. I don't okay. know why. But I can't honestly say that it changed my perspective of the war. And that's because I've already seen it as something, as more of a hardship than... It's a great honor, but I know, I've known for a while what the soldiers go through. The mm -hmm. PTSD, the hardships. And I've right. known for a long time now I could never be in that. I mean, my mom has straight up told me, Isaiah, you will never be a soldier. <laughs> I will not let you. And I was like... You don't need that to not. Okay. You, don't, okay, need, you don't need to not let me because I couldn't. I know for a fact I couldn't handle it. 
What about you, Jake? And then I, I want to make a point about something Isaiah said. It's interesting to me. I think uh, it made me think a lot about what I would do um, to protect the people that I love. Mm-hmm. And in that, in Chris Kyle's case, it was the it was his his brothers in arms, right. you know, his his friends on the battlefield with the him. Sheep, as the, the, the that's right. The sheep and the sheep. It was his job and, to be the, the sheep wolf. dog. Yeah. And and I think that's what I took away from it a lot. You know, just watching it was you know what sacrifices would I be willing to make and what would I put myself, would I put myself in harm's way mm. and how often? And something, I think something it, I maybe. liked about the movie was in that initial scene to characterize Chris Kyle as a result of his father. Yeah. It was really, that's what it was. For. I thought it was yeah. pretty poorly done, mm-hmm. but like with the sheep and the wolf stuff, you know, I thought that was poorly executed. Mm-hmm. Badly I agree. Written. But I totally agree. The, the good thing that came of it was that they didn't address it again, so they let they let you as the viewer decide whether or not Chris Kyle well, he was. was and see had I, become a wolf. I would know? disagree with you only in this. I don't think it was poorly written. I think it was poorly acted. For me, mm. the 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 father explaining that to his kids, I th- I thought came across just bad and i agree with you bad but i think for me it was because of the acting of it i thought golly those are those are power that those are powerful words that basically like you said was defined who you are defined who he was and it was such a it was a bad Mm -hmm. scene Mm -hmm. i just i didn't like that scene at all for one Um, reason or another it was it wasn't yeah super great i could have i could have been okay not knowing how chris kyle got got that way i I would have been fine yeah, I would have been fine. And, and so I agree with you on that. Yeah, I couldn't tell if the father was lecturing them or... Angry at them. Angry at or, them yeah. or was trying to teach them something. Just, I couldn't sorry, tell sorry dude, about. who was that actor. Yeah. You were uh, our favorite. <laughs> it seemed as if at any moment he was going to pull out his belt and beat the crap out of yeah. both of them. And right. then take a swing at his wife. Yeah. You know, I guess, it was, yeah. Yeah. I think that a uh, looming violent uh, threat, like... you. I think they wanted you to have that because I think it really cemented that idea in Chris's head. I think mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. scene, at least. And I, I because what I was gonna, I'm gonna get back to a little bit of what we were talking about because each one of you kind of kind of said, "What would I do? How would I react? I couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. I could never do that." And the interesting thing that I find about it, and the reason that I really wanted you guys to get together to see the movie and then and then talk about it, is the fact that it's your age. People, your peers, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds. I mean, we know, we know people yeah. who have gone overseas, now, went to school with them. Granted, <laughs> Chris Kyle was 37 years old. That's yeah. odd for mm-hmm. a SEAL. Um, it's, well, not so much a SEAL because it usually takes that many times to get through bud training. But here it is. So my question is then, we, we, have, we have soldiers who go over and, and behave and... and uh, perform admirably heroic patriotically there are some who go over and lose their mind and and can't and get have to be sent home uh and yet they're the same age what makes them different than you mm-hmm. are they are they filled with their fathers of the sheepdog mentality or uh, are they dumber than you, smarter than you, more patriotic than you, more courageous than you? Why is it that they can do it, and and you 
for some reason or another, have chosen not to. Yeah, there you go. Because I, I didn't say that I could not do that. I said I would never willingly oh, want to. Okay, all right, because, that's, that's fine. Because there's no, there, there's no difference. It's all about how, it's about the environment. It's about the situations you've been in accrued across your life that will make you either choose to be ready for that sort of thing right. or choose not to be. That's my phone. Oh, yep. The sky is falling. Yep. And for most people, they choose not to be because that is the... For our cultural norms, the pretty much the normal sane thing to do. Mm-hmm. I am choosing not to be ready to kill people. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm not sure that they would they were either, uh, because there's a lot of people who go into the military not with the idea of I get to kill. I mean, even people who go into the Marines, even people who go in for career advancements for those types of things, yet are placed in that position. Mm-hmm. That didn't seem to be. Chris Kyle's mentality. He very he much seemed to be, I need to be a protector, a guardian. It yeah. Very much because um, the two big parts that like uh, the movie sort of um, insinuated was what made him want to go over was the U.S. Embassy getting bombed right. and mm-hmm. then the two towers. Uh-huh. And that was on our homeland. Uh, well, that was Americans getting killed, so I think he felt he needed to protect rather than... Right. And of course... He wanted Alre- to be a cowboy. cowboy yeah. Already in the military when the towers fell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, go ahead, Isaiah. I also feel, from the perspective of Chris Kyle, not only wanting to protect something, but to me, how the movie portrayed it, it made it look like he wanted to be something. Something mm-hmm. more important than just himself. Because for a while, it was a cowboy because he just wanted to be one. And then yeah. he saw, this is more important. This is me protecting more than just the people around me. This is me protecting everybody. We're going to take a break real quick, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about American snipers. So stay with us right here on Solomon Hutch, Blog Talk Radio. Graduation day is almost here. You've worked so hard, and now it's all paying off. Everyone will be telling you how proud they are. Give them one more thing to be proud of. Celebrate graduation safe and sober. Don't let drugs and alcohol threaten what you've worked so hard to achieve. This message is brought to you by Southeast Health Group, your local resource for drug and alcohol treatment. Call 1-800-511-5446 for more information about a safe and sober graduation. You're listening to The Solomon Hutt Show, Blog Talk Radio. Let's get a little bit, let's get into a little bit of, of the detractors. I think mm-hmm. probably all of you can agree after seeing the movie that if uh, you wanted to support this movie, you were given every opportunity in the movie. Mm-hmm. If you wanted uh, to slam this movie, you were given every opportunity in this movie to do mm-hmm. that. Um, it, 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 it didn't seem to me, you tell me if you think, it doesn't seem to me that American Sniper is a mind changer. In other words, that you go in, sit down and watch it, and that which you believed before now changed your it, it now was changed because of what you saw. I think it, mm-hmm. it if, if you anything, ha- if you have any preconceived notions that they will only be strengthened. Yes, right. I agree. If you were very for, patriotic pro war, you could go in and be your chest can be puffed up after coming out. Mm-hmm. If you were an anti war Bush hater, he started it for oil. Um, uh, soldiers are cowards. You had every opportunity in that movie to grab a hold of that. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it, 
it really, to me, it was a, a strengthener of, of that. And, and I, I, think I find that's interesting because that's real life. That's because there because there is no cut and dry thing. That's right. In in life, and that's why I like the movie was because it showed his life how it was. The only yeah, you know. cut and dry thing in that movie I thought was Chris Kyle. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you've I very much knew who he was as a person. Like I he's a Texan, and I'm not trying to stereotype, but. Mm-hmm. It very much. But that was the you. idea in the movie. That yeah. was the idea. You very much knew who Chris Kyle was. Southern upbringing sort of set him along the path yeah, of and patriotism then, and stuff. But what was going on around him is sort of like what was interesting because um, he, his family, how they felt, and all that—that's the stuff that mm-hmm. it's sort was, of it's sort of like layers to it. You know, I, I guess that maybe that's why it's called American Sniper because, and it's not called you know the Chris, Chris Kyle. Kyle story. Exactly. It's, it could be called. An American sniper. Yeah. Even though it's already a title, it could have been called Legend. Yeah. It could have been you called. Know, it could have been called anything. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it was more about like cause the larger they, state of yeah, things. Yeah, because he was. Uh, they called him a legend, but it wasn't about Chris Kyle. It was about what he's done. Yes, which that, is interesting. It was. It, I, I think that term was more what his brothers felt about him than he felt about, about himself. himself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, but we get into the detractors, and we talked about Michael Moore and what he was saying. A, a lot of people have been saying this glorifies war. A lot of people um, didn't like the movie because what they wanted to see was a repentant Chris Kyle for the for the the atrocities done. of the killings that he mm-hmm. and they didn't get that. Because Not the it was lifted straight from the book that he was very much very. Unapologetic. You would do it again. Unapologetic. You would do it again. Not, and I think he even said that in the movie was the idea of uh, what haunts me is not the people that I killed, but the people that I couldn't save. save. Well, he was very much a duty-driven person. He, um, rather than thinking about, oh, I killed this person, he's thinking about whether or not he achieved his mission or Mm -hmm. followed Mm -hmm. through with what he was told to do, which I think is interesting because I'd probably be like, oh my god, I killed this person. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. When he was very much straight line, he had his eyes on the prize, which was... Yeah, and, and I think what it boils down to is this concept of war and a just war and, and many of the detractors saying, okay, this, we were in there for the wrong reason, therefore everything attached to this war is, is. tainted as well. Um, so we went over and killed... Uh, how many millions of or two hundred thousand uh, Iraqis either either through uh, through combat or through um, you know bombs going off and and those types of things and so you the detractors look at it and say I can't believe people would applaud what Chris Kyle did mm. the taking of of a life in the beginning of the sh- of the movie. The, the young the young boy with the grenade uh, simply and so um, it, what did you come out of the movie theater with that you didn't go in with that's a good question and which is my way of stalling so I can think of an answer well, and maybe you don't <laughs> one of the first yeah. things that that I came out of it with was more skepticism about Chris Kyle because there's clearly things that they left out sure. to make a point. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's one of the things. And maybe something that I left with that I didn't have going in 
was, Besides the fact that Bradley Cooper was Chris Cross. Right. Well, yeah. Like, maybe, oh, my God. Just, just the war was on my mind for the first time in a while. Mm. Yeah. I definitely... Um, I agree with that because because um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I read an article about um, a threat ISIS made and it I read those threats before like some threats from ISIS before and I was like this is scary and this is not good but this time after I watched the movie I was like this is this, people have to deal with that yeah there's things happening on Would, this it doesn't just it's not just a threat which speaks to yeah. to just us being the age that we are you know we were brought up in this and it's kind of in some ways it's it, it's been desensitized to us you know it farther away it makes it farther away because it's so close in a, in a mm. way it, it's kind of this weird thing it, it seems like it's it's something that has always been happening and therefore it's normal when in actuality it's not what you about know? you Isaiah did you come away with anything that you didn't that you didn't go in with I don't think so. Okay. I, I, <laughs> okay. I can honestly say, like I said, I don't know why because the whole desensitizing thing, I don't have any family in the army. I don't have any of that. Just, I don't know what it is. I just, bleh. I know what it's, I don't know what it's like. But I know the PTSD. The, I right. know peop, it's real. Mm-hmm. To me, you know there's it's consequences. been real. The ISIS threats, everything. Like That's even real. when the interview and they were making threats about bombing theaters. To me, it's always been real. It wasn't something I forgot about. And, and I, I wonder if, and I don't sound bad. I don't think it's indicative just of your age. I think it's probably indicative of everybody who hasn't either seen it, been a part of it, know anything about it. Is that since 9/11? And since the Patriot Act, since our military has been deployed, we have basically lived under a blanket of freedom and safety for the past 13, 14 years. And I, the one thing that I wonder if, if this, maybe this movie brought out in you or maybe you hadn't thought about before was, you got to see some of the cost of that of what it what it takes so that we can go see Marvel movies and yeah. and play Call of Duty on our Xboxes it, go PlayStation Be, yeah, this, because I'm wondering if you think that they, because it really has almost become a platitude or a cliche with the whole idea of you sleep safely in your mm-hmm. bed at night because that, an yeah. American soldier What does that watch. really mean? Yeah, yeah we, and, we hear it so much that it's just, okay, so he's out there, you know. And I, I think I appreciate um, our, how protected and free we are. I appreciate it, and I understand what goes into that. But I also saw that um, I really liked what they did with the uh, Iraqi family, the ones who... Um, we're hiding from the butcher and mm-hmm. Trump, like don't talk to us because then they'll come after us. Right. Because it's like it sucks that we can't like not we because I'm not over there. Right. They can't protect all those people because they're having to protect us. It's a real drag that, like Chris said, he can't protect everyone. Mm-hmm. That I guess I came away with that like we really can't protect everyone. One of the detractors was saying, and, and many detractors were saying that this, and of course this is hot in the news. The whole idea was saying that that it cast a poor light upon the Muslim faith in, in general. Not radical Islam, 
I think because it But the only, Muslim faith as well, yeah. the, with, the, with showed, the term savages. Yeah. And, it only showed the bad bad side of that. Like, mm-hmm. it only showed the bad Muslims. It only showed the um, people who were fighting the wrong, for the wrong reasons. It didn't, there wasn't enough of good Muslims who were supporting, who were, who were being great you know, people. following the norm of yeah. their faith. faith. For, yeah. Following the norm if of their faith, If you go to this movie right. knowing nothing about Muslims, you will come out thinking Muslims are horrible just yes. because there wasn't another side to it. Right. Which, you know, I don't know, it is it is supposed to be a harsh movie. I think that was what it's, the goal of the movie was. Right. And I mean, they it wasn't... And it clearly the goal wasn't either to attack Islam because yeah. there, I can't think of any time where anybody says anything about Allah or yeah. really mentions right they don't talk about Islamic. religion there was one mention of Quran and yes he thought he was carrying a Quran the context was it? wasn't even you know right degrading mm-hmm. you know so it I think it stayed away oh. from religion mm-hmm. but unfortunately because of the circumstance staying away is right. still slightly towards one direction you know? right yeah, it, it, go ahead. That was something I did, and my friends didn't exactly agree with it. But something I wanted to do was to put my myself in a, as if I wasn't American, as if I was from a different country watching this movie. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things I got from that I saw from it was that they made it look like it was just good guys, bad guys, and the bad guys were was anybody who was over there. And the good guys was everybody fighting for America. Because there's only one point where you see one person who, when the guy says, I can show you where the, I can tell you about the butcher. And then he ends up getting butchered, killed. And Drilled. I didn't, I, there was no way to avoid it. And I still didn't like it. Mm-hmm. The, the way that I thought about that was that if somebody else from, from a different country watch this movie they would they would miss out on the context so it would be unfortunate that they would see it like that in the same way that if there was the the movie that i cited was austrian sniper mm, you know mm-hmm. well, i don't know what that means right because they don't have the context so maybe if it was in a war against you know austria and uzbekistan you know mm-hmm. hopefully they've never been in a war I was yeah, yeah. Two that have never <laughs> fought against each other um like, if the good guy was Austrian, I would say the Austrians are the good guys, you mm-hmm. know, when maybe there's a lot, lot more to it than that. But the people from Austria who watched it might see the nuance to it, might, like, see what the movie was really trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I think that may be the case with American Sniper as well, that that the people who it was directed at, Americans, hopefully can see more of the context behind it, that it isn't just like a war propaganda film, you know? The, and, and of course, that was Seth Rogen's comment, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, talking he about Inglorious ba- uh, mm-hmm. the, the Nazi propaganda what? of Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. the, that movie. And I think um, what Seth Rogen did that was wrong was not clarifying what he meant. I don't think he meant to offend Chris Kyle's family or anyone, or even say that he's a Nazi. I don't think he meant any of that. Mm-hmm. I think he just there was so many better ways about going what he said because I think he was just saying. Hey, this this movie resembled the end of Inglorious Bastards because it was violent, and they were glorifying their hero, mm-hmm. and then um, the Nazis were glorifying their hero while we're glorifying our hero. Sure. And so that's what I think he meant, but he did it in such a and horrible he way. He did it in a Seth Rogen way. And and I'm fine. There, I 
still I'm trying to figure out whether or not I like the movie or not because I haven't looked at it as a movie fully yet. I've looked at it from the directing standpoint, whatever. But point is, I don't like what this movie has done as far as the how much it has split the country and more specifically, the people who don't like it a majority of the time aren't allowed to not like it. Because it's, because a lot of the times what I've seen is that when somebody says something bad about this movie, the first thing the first reply somebody has is, Well, you're just un American. Hmm. It should be you over there fighting for us, not yeah, them. Right. And and to me that's not a problem with the movie at all. Uh, yeah. Ex- exactly. Like I, I, I that's the why fact I that, that is somewhat true does not play into what I think about the movie at all because yeah. Clint Eastwood can't control that. No, nobody can. Yeah. It's just you know? the I'm just ignorance saying, yeah. of some people. Well, and what is the thing about the movie? What well, are the it, problems? You said what the movie does. Yeah. What and it's, it's done. Well, here's here's the problem that I have with it. Not that what you've said, Isaiah, um, but uh, with with this fact, um, I, I obviously anybody's free to say anything they want about the movie that that they want to. Uh, in a very in a very core sense, in a very maybe a, a cliche way or very naive um, point, but one of the reasons we're over fighting that 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 we as as Americans fight for freedom, the freedom to say what you want to say. That being said, what does bother me are the people who absolutely rip the movie apart and have never seen the movie. Yes. yes, that's what that's yeah. what uh, that's what bothers me a little bit. Howard Dean did that, he, and he he made the comment. Howard, Howard Dean ran for president and and it was the Democratic National Committee chair, and and made the comment that basically the people who are going to see American Sniper are are angry. They're very angry people. Yeah, that they're angry people. I don't know what that meant. Just, I wasn't. And, and my mom was like. I want to see that movie. But yeah, like, like sad yeah. about it. it, it <laughs> angry, and then he stepped back true. from that and said, "I apologize for saying that because I haven't seen the movie." Yeah, and 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 that's what bothers me about. I, I think that the the country was going to be split. This is just something that people can can grab onto. There's meat on this bone. But it was going to be something. It was going to be something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just had the movie just happened to fall. In it, in its spot, and you begin then to tug at things that are very important, because now you are, you are anti-war versus patriotic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's 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 created. It didn't create these classes, but now, now it's easy to camp in something. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I don't see I'm, why politics is even a part of this, because it's not touching on political issues besides war. It's not Democrat like choice or whatever it's touching on the fact of what these soldiers go through and it's going like has nothing to do with politics and i, I everything has that and that's the thing <laughs> that's, the, that's the, the sad thing today place. whether i agree with it or not because of the maybe it doesn't have anything to do with politics but politics has to do with, with everything. everything yeah, yeah. exactly so it, it, it gets it gets yeah. taken you know because yeah. The human, way the, human the way emotion the works. Yeah. There's two sides, so they right. have to choose something on right. every issue. You know? yeah. yeah, it's 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 it, and you see the flows of it for the past what year and a half. It's been racism, and now it's American exceptionalism back in the war again, yeah. and, and it'll be racism again. And and as soon as uh, another African American is shot by a white cop, and then it'll be that again. And then it'll be something else again. We can't, 
in in society today, the way that I see it, we can't stop choosing. That we're just waiting for the next thing to come along. And American Sniper fits that uh, that bill. I'm curious, um, what would you have changed about the movie? Well, if you could, can I just verify? Yeah, one yeah, thing? go ahead. Just yeah. real quick. It, yep. What I say about the movie has nothing to do about the movie. It's not the movie did this, the movie did that. It's just I don't like how people have reacted to this movie. And yep. I don't like the fact that when I walked out of the theater, because I didn't love the movie as much as everybody else has, I didn't like the fact that it was the first time ever I'd seen a movie and told and thought to myself, I don't want to have a poor opinion on this movie mm, because I, I know I will get ridiculed. If oh, I, I see what it. you're saying. Yeah. And yeah. I, and that was the first time I'd ever watched a movie and had been like, uh, and being afraid to not like it because if I don't right. like it, I'm going to be one of those people. And I see what you're saying because you've, you guys have sat around this table before and just absolutely ripped each other's throats out because, <laughs> because Superman Captain was America wearing the wrong panties or something like that or whatever, whether Batman's real or, you know, that type of thing. And so, what would you have changed uh, about it if you could have if you could have been Clint? Okay, first of all, yeah, I'd just have shot the baby scene on a different <laughs> oh, day. Oh man, the fake baby! To wait for the baby to not have a fever anymore yeah. or something. I would have just moved the schedule. Said, okay, we're not shooting the scene where the one scene where he holds his child. We can wait on that. You mm-hmm. caught that, didn't you? It was it was yeah, so obvious. It was so bad. Yeah. It was like a cabbage patch. Yeah. The About ba- the fake baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the fake. baby they had lined up at sure. a fever, and the second one didn't show up. So sure. Yeah. yeah. Just you gotta gotta fake one, whatever. Uh, yeah. But I would have just said, you know what? <laughs> we can spare. But I also we can spare it. <laughs> but it's okay with me because I also know that he didn't really shoot the kid with the mortar shell. Yeah. 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 So you if know, you can spare expenses with a fake baby. Then right. Yeah. yeah, something that in I, any movie yeah. Yeah. that I might have changed yeah. was it felt a little too been, episodic. Well, I, spent, I was you spent so much time trying to be realistic, and then you couldn't get that one right. Is right. that what yeah. you like, think? Yeah, to me, it, the the movie like banked a little bit on the fact that I knew that Chris Kyle was a well known figure and that he was dead, so it automatically brought some sympathy, you know, to the table because of the way he died. Sure, and I think it banked on that a little bit because if if he had not if the story ended in a perfectly happy note if it wasn't tragic, then I would not be very connected to his wife, to Taya. Yeah, the, the way that they did that was very episodic. <laughs> they didn't show very much of the in between stuff. They showed they met, that's true. and then the next thing was they were the tours. In a it was if you could separate it into you four know? acts, is four tours. You know, you know, mm-hmm. it was it was like that. When mm-hmm. I was missing some of the meat of the relationship in between, that really endeared mm-hmm. me to mm-hmm. the characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was as really... well as the supporting characters. Yeah. I don't all think... the all the jarhead guys right. were very, you know, I didn't feel very one, unfocused there upon. There was that one. Yeah. The bearded dude was a lot Him. more of a jackass. Yep, that she was, was the only one, exactly. That was all I could know. Um, this doesn't really have anything to do with the ideas of the movie, but I really did not like the slow motion for the there, bullet. I was wondering uh, if when, he shot, when he shot Mustafa. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad they only did it once in that movie, mm-hmm. but the slow motion for when he got Mustafa for the 2,100-yard shot, I was just like, I don't like it. You've done so well with shots. You made, it pl- you made shooting plain and simple in this movie because you fire the gun and it hits the person. That's mm-hmm. what you've shown in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't want fire the gun, fly through the air for a bit, and then hit the person. Just do what you've been doing. Okay. So that was cinematography problem for me. Right. That was, yeah. a, that was a... 
Jake, well, what would you? I, I think you? I agree with Jeremy. I uh, my favorite parts of the movie was not when he was, or well, maybe not my favorite, but the part that connect that I connected mm-hmm. with the most was when he was back at home. Uh-huh. And I thought I just wanted more of that mm-hmm. in in the whole mm-hmm. story in general. What would you have changed, Isaiah? Anything about it? I. This is just a personal quirk that I have. Yeah, that's fine. I would have changed the... That's what the show's about. So, somehow, like, I, there's probably no way they could have changed it, but I didn't like how I was introduced to Chris Kyle. Mm. And just because it made it... A majority of people would, at that point in time, how he was, would have seen him and been like, I don't like... I know for us personally, we wouldn't like a person like that per se. And then... Yeah, we we all noted that. Yeah, that, we like, all said we we're, probably we're not the sort of people who would have been friends with Chris Kyle. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then with and then kind of piggybacking on the epi- episonic thing mm-hmm. is that how he met his wife and then how like be they didn't build off of that. It was just he met his wife. Okay, now they're married. They're having a kid. They're in off trouble. on a tour. Comes yeah. back, sees his kid off on a tour. Comes back, mm-hmm. he's having some trouble. Back on a tour. They Mom. didn't build off of that so it's one of those things where either cut it out or my one thing with that is because i i think the way the way they did that was because he was so his head was always in the war she i think that was like a line in the movie your your head's Mm. over there Mm -hmm. and i think that's a way of them maybe not purposely but sort of like reinforcing that idea because Mm -hmm. the movie was always it it always brings you back so the, the way that the actual form of the movie represented what happened in it was actually my favorite part yeah the, the way that How so what do you mean mo- by that mo- i, I so get what you're saying I get most what you're saying. of the literal time spent in the movie was in iraq right with a smaller focus at home right which is exactly what his viewers. mind was it makes yeah. the viewer feel that exact same tension that like the stuff at home is really important right but we're seeing a lot of the war which is exactly how it happened in Chris Kyle's life. Right. And yeah. something that also mirrored the way it actually happens is the ending. My ending, the ending was, I think, the best done part of the movie because the it, it could have been worse. Your, it could have been you're bad. In a, you know. you're, you're establishing a scene, a scene has happened, you're going to transition, and then the movie ends. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what happened to his life. It was a... A thing that people would call senseless. It was an right. abrupt you know? ending. That's Super right. abrupt yeah. that, that, you, that you didn't see coming. Uh-huh. You know, that was just slightly hinted at, you know, by a, a shot that stood a little too long on the on the on, on the, the veteran that he was driving. A little bit. I, but I think you know? I, I think and one of the things that, that was did, the idea behind it, you know? And and it, it, I don't know what he looked like, but I the funny thing was I think to tell that story, what at least what I thought was, they picked out some a uh, very creepy guy. Did you know? Did you yeah. know there was just something creepy about him? Mm-hmm. And I think they obviously did that on purpose because they couldn't tell that story. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I and think I like that. Because that extra the, long. That's the way not that what ended the movie was, was for. Right. Yeah. The yeah. extra long look that yeah. that Taya gave to him of, you know, that mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting. Yeah. To me, that was just the best, the best possible choice. I think that was done just right. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that was your favorite part. I need to ask Sinone and Jacob now. What was your guys' favorite part? I know exactly what my favorite part My favorite part... It was still mine. <laughs> my favorite part, maybe my favorite piece of symbolism, was when he was uh, 
running in the sandstorm. He gets in the thing, and then it pans on his gun his, and his Bible. And his Bible. Uh, the symbolism of you don't leave your gun in the dirt. What 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 his and dad told him. What his dad. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah. And then it's it kind of goes off with he left himself in in I like he left that in Iraq because he didn't come back. He yeah, come back after that's that. That's what tour. he that was. The last thing yeah. that he did. He left that. He left that part of him there. Yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite part was. Uh, I his, thought that was nice. Um, after he killed it, his first kill, the young boy mm-hmm. who threw the grenade, and the that guy he was like, "Good job." The guy who was always the spotter, the who was the a, marine. Yeah, yeah. Because you didn't like him because he was annoying, but he touched him or something, him. and yeah, he, and, he said, and Chris Kyle was like, "Don't effing touch yeah. me. Don't yeah. do it." And because he did so well acting that way, uh, Bradley Cooper did. And it was just so powerful because it's that was almost Bradley Cooper. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it was like a part of him died, and I was yeah. like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, this is." I'm he, curious. He changed right there. Well, Je- Jeremy, what, the I'm sorry. What was your favorite part, Isaiah? Oh, um, I we've all I guess we've all been over our favorite part except for Jacob. He was his was the only one I didn't know. Okay. Um, and I'm just gonna flat out say it, the part where Chris Kyle is getting ready to go back on tour, and he's like oh, excited for it. He's Mm-hmm. "Quote unquote," pumped for it, and he sees his brother, and he's embracing his brother, saying, yeah. "Hey, man, blah 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 blah," and then he's like, "What's wrong?" And his brother goes, "Fuck this place," yeah, and then just yeah. walks away. And uh-huh. it was for that. It was not only because you don't see Chris how the war starts affecting Chris Kyle until halfway through the until mm-hmm. you get closer to the end. Yeah. And with his brother, it showed some. He was people, already there. Some yeah. people can handle it. But eventually gets to you. I thought one of the scenes that was very powerful, and you have no idea whether or not it really happened or not, but I thought it said quite a bit, was especially the mindset of when he was sitting in the chair and you heard the war. Oh, yeah, I like that part. When the TV was off. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a a good picture. Yeah. And now um, we... Get some people who probably got to go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then yeah. let's then let's finish. To, like, pick up his brother. Let's oh, finish it. Gotta give it its rating. Let's finish <laughs> it up real quick by going around the table, finishing up with the rating. What do you give it? At one out of five, one sucks. Zero sucks. Yeah, go ahead, Jeremy. I'll give it three. Oh, don't steal it. And a half. Oh, three and a half. Baseball caps. Okay. Ooh, okay. Jacob, I will say four. You know, I'm not going to go half. I will say four uh, meaty Bradley Coopers. <laughs> meaty Bradley Coopers, okay. Ooh. So, no? Uh-huh. Um, um, four Punisher signs. Ooh, uh, that, Punisher signs. That of was something I liked. They had a lot of those. It was dumb, but I still liked it. <laughs> yeah. And I've come to the conclusion of what I truly think about the movie. Uh-huh. I'll and give it two... Wise cracking rednecks who think they're cowboys. Oh, okay. I want to thank Sinon, uh, Isaiah for being here. Uh, I want to encourage everybody listen to Solomon Hutch every Saturday, 8, 8, 8 p.m., excuse me, 6 p.m., Mountain Standard Time. Um, I want a little to late push there. You, you guys going and, and watching that. Uh, obviously, it's, it, it was much deeper than the movie itself. The subject matter is obviously much deeper than the movie. Uh, it, it, and I don't think that subject matter can be solved by, by one movie, nor can it be um, really detracted from. So uh, we want to encourage you to listen every Saturday. Uh, anything you guys want to add? Um, if you're going to go see it, go in with an open mind and think for yourself. Have your friends pay for it for you. 
Go free. Go free. That's right. You're listening to Solomon Hutch right here on Blog Talk Radio. There ain't no doubt I love this land 